Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We've got some new breaking news that deals with Hunter Biden. I promise we're going to deal with that. Also, the impeachment inquiry in a moment. But there's a funding war going on right now for Israel, Ukraine, and border security that is tied to it. This, as a humanitarian crisis, is breaking out at the southern border at a level and a, and a level of magnitude that we have never seen before. Let me just give you the first headline so you understand what is happening. Hundreds of mostly African migrants crossing into the United States from Mexico near the Lukeville, Arizona border area uh, were hoping to find Border Patrol agents to surrender to. That's what they've been told to do by the human smugglers. The migrants hoping to gain release into the United States of America to pursue asylum claims were instead greeted by Customs and Border Protection officers whose traditional duties are to facilitate legitimate trade and travel at a nearby port of entry that the Biden administration shut down in response to the surge in illegal crossings. That now becoming public. As Breitbart, Texas was there... Reporting along the southern border, one group of more than 200 migrants walked through an opening in the border wall cut by Mexican cartel smugglers. The migrants faced no law enforcement resistance at the time of crossing and began a self-guided walk along the border wall. They were searching for Border Patrol agents. Several Customs and Border Protection officers assigned to a shuttered port of entry in nearby Lukeville arrived at the border wall to transport those migrants to a rally point to await transportation further inland, is now what we have been told. The inspectors are now tasked with performing duties once exclusively reserved for Border Patrol agents responsible for border security between the ports of entry. Yet on Tuesday... No agents, quote-unquote, were available to answer the incursion of hundreds and hundreds of migrants hoping to surrender. In addition to the garbage that littered the Orange Pipe National Monument left behind by those migrants, the inspectors received an extended 
pocket knife discarded by the migrants, an indicator of the dangers faced by the officers normally accustomed to working at the closed port, not with working with individuals breaking into America. And that's why these whistleblowers are now coming forward. Now, the port closure at Lukeville has a devastating financial impact miles from the border in Mexico. We're also being told the economy of the Mexican beachside city there, home to thousands of U.S. expats, is highly dependent on tourism from the United States. According to the city's Visitors Bureau, more than 1.7 million tourists go into that area this year alone. And according to a recent news report, some of the city's 67,000 residents say the port closure, now on its 10th day, has turned the city into what they describe as a ghost town. The scene observed by the reporters is eerily similar at the border crossing. A convenience store, restaurant, and a duty-free shop were closed on Tuesday and will likely remain shuttered until the port of entry reopens. Customs and Border Protection have not announced the expected date for reopening the area's only port of entry in and out of the United States of America and into Mexico and vice versa. This as the Democrat governor of Arizona, Katie Hobbs, visited Lukeville over the weekend after sending a scathing letter to the White House on Friday, criticizing this closure of the port of entry and saying that it is destroying the economy. Hobbs is demanding... $512 million in federal funds to offset the state's expenses to cope with the migrant surge that is in her state alone. $512 million in federal funds is what she's demanding. This Democratic governor, Kitty Hobbs, described the closure of the port, writing it this way. The decision to close the Lukeville port of entry has led to an unmitigated humanitarian crisis in the area and has put Arizona's safety and Arizona's commerce at grave risk. Governor, a Democrat, Hobbs added this, quote, our ports of entry are essential to our state and our country's economy, and it is vital that they be properly staffed and resourced to continue to fuel economic growth in the state. Now, despite the governor, who's a Democrat, please, the unabated flow of migrants is continuing at all-time highs across our southern border as the town of Lukeville remains shuttered. The unabated incursion of mostly African migrants into Arizona does not appear to be slowing either. According to chief patrol agents of the Tucson Border Patrol sector, more than 36,000 migrants were apprehended coming across our southern border within that sector in a 14-day period last week and the week before the patrol sector alone in the last two weeks. Lukeville, by the way, remains the busiest crossing point within the Tucson Border Patrol sector. Now, you add all this into another problem, and that is people feel like that this government, Joe Biden's government, has lost control of our national security and our southern border. Now, the Arizona governor, a Democrat, isn't the only one who is actually sounding alarm in the Democratic Party. In fact, another Democratic congressman from Texas went on MSNBC to talk about the bare minimum of what the Biden administration should be doing. And this is what he had to say, implying that would we'd be better off if we at least had the bare minimum that Barack Obama gave us of border security. Listen. 
Bring in Texas Congressman Henry Cuellar, who represents a border district. He's also the top Democrat on the House Appropriations Subcommittee uh, for Homeland Security. Congressman, thanks for joining us on this. Um, appreciate it. So you just heard our report um, from Julia on the ground there at a key town um, in Arizona, very remote as well. Um, we're hearing more detentions, uh, more deportations. That is the plan, it seems, that's coming from negotiators. Um, by critics, it's being called um, Title 42 on steroids. Where do you stand on this? Well, you know, certainly I'm one of those that I believe that we should have detentions and we should deport people that don't have a legal right to be here. Look, you know, the asylum law is very clear. You got to have state persecution based on five things, race, nationality, political belief, religion, uh, part of a social uh, uh, class. Uh, And if you don't fit that, you know, you can come here for a job. You can come here for economic reasons. You can come in for so many other reasons. They don't qualify. So why are we allowing everybody to come in? Uh, Most people to come in, stay here four or five years, and then have an immigration judge uh, deport them. Uh, I live in the border, and and we've been talking about this since 2013. Uh, And if you look at some of the past experiences that we've had with different administrations, I think President um, Obama, uh, along with Secretary Jay Johnson, I think they had it right. They gave people their, uh, their, their claim to asylum. But at the end of the day, they deported people, they detained people, and they just did one thing. They enforced Title VIII. So then, Congressman... Let's just stop there. This is a Democrat congressman, a minority congressman, who is saying we have to do more and we should at least at the bare minimum, Biden should go back and copy the Obama strategy. And he said, I think President Obama, along with Secretary Jay Johnson, I think they had it right. Now, at this point, I agree with them. They did a hell of a lot better job than what we're seeing from Joe Biden. But this chaos is all by design. This chaos has all been created by design to make sure that as many illegal immigrants can come across the border as possible. And right now, we are overrun at a rate that no one can even get their head around it to the point where we're having to close point, point, ports of entry so that the workers who are not trained to be Border Patrol agents can act like Border Patrol agents, not to stop people coming from this country, but processing the people that are then coming into this country. I want that to just sink in for a second here. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say the only one, I mean it. They're the only one. They make a huge difference every time that you pay your bill because they actually give back to conservative causes and organizations to help you stand up for what you believe in. While you're paying a bill, you're going to have anyways. This is the part that I love about Patriot Mobile. They're making a difference every time you pay your bill, every time you make a phone call, every time that you send a text message. Patriot Mobile actually gives money back to protect First and Second Amendment rights, to protect the lives of unborn children. And that's what they're doing right now as they celebrate their 10th anniversary. If you switch right now to Patriot Mobile, they are going to give a donation to help protect life and to help mothers choose life to an organization that does everything they can to protect the lives of unborn children. Then every month when you pay your bill, they're going to continue to support the causes that I just mentioned. And this is exactly why you need to make the switch. If you're tired of woke companies 
Switch your cell phone to Patriot Mobile. Whether you are a business, a small business, or just a family, you can switch, and they make switching easy. They have a 100% U.S.-based call center, making switching extremely easy. You're going to get nationwide coverage, unlimited talk and text, and usually save real money on your bill. 972-PATRIOT. It's 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. Or go online to patriotmobile.com. Slash Ben. That's patriotmobile.com slash Ben or 972 Patriot. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let me also talk about this aspect of what's happening at the border and the national security side of this. A Mexican cartel figure has been convicted in the U.S. for planning kidnappings and murders in Texas. A leading figure with a top narco cartel is facing a possible sentence of life in prison for his role in what the legal experts are now saying with our U.S. government is the planning and ordering of the kidnapping uh, and murder of people in Texas who he says are not doing what they're supposed to be doing on behalf of the cartel. For the kidnappings, the cartel had sent hitmen from Mexico into Texas and provided those gunmen, those hitmen, with the weapons needed to take out the attacks. This week, the federal federal jurors in Texas heard the testimony as well as the evidence of how one of these cartel members was a leader with a top Mexican cartel called Los Zetas. Prosecutors with the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Western District of Texas told the jury that this man, Gonzalez, planned the kidnapping and murder of individuals in Texas on behalf of the cartel. According to information that was released this week by the U.S. Attorney's Office, after just one hour of deliberation, jurors convicted the man on the charges of murder for hire, murder for hire conspiracy, kidnapping, kidnapping conspiracy, drug trafficking, and weapons charges. He remains behind bars awaiting sentencing now. How did he come across the border to take out these people that he didn't like in America? Across the open illegal border. Now, according to federal prosecutors, between September the 7th and September the 13th of last year, this individual, with several other 
cartel gunman crossing to Texas to plan the kidnapping and killing of a man who had allegedly stolen, they say, drugs from the cartel. Not a joke. Part of the plan involved not only kidnapping the man, but also recovering stolen drugs and cash that he allegedly kept at a home they thought in Laredo. On September the 13th, a group of cartel gunmen under orders from this narcos cartel went to a house where they had a weapon stash that included several handguns and rifles. In a series of operations, authorities were able to arrest three gunmen identified as a 58-year-old man, as well as a 33-year-old man, a 25-year-old man. All three of the men were from the cartel in Mexico. They all had crossed into Texas for the cartel operation. The three gunmen previously pleaded guilty to their roles in the crime and are also awaiting sentencing. Also, this cartel, Los Edos, has a history of carrying out similar kidnappings in Laredo, where they take their victims into Mexico never to be heard from again. In fact, in April of this year, a team of gunmen kidnapped a man identified in court documents uh, out of a house in Laredo. The gunmen transported the victim over an international bridge without any interference from authorities. The victim had reportedly bragged about stealing $50,000 from the cartel. And now they understand, or I should say now you understand, just how open our southern border is. The cartel members come and go for kidnappings and murder for hire whenever and wherever they want to. This isn't the only case. This is just one case. It's another warning. There has also been cartel wars that are breaking out within Arizona, Texas, and New Mexico. In fact, a Texas trooper busted three alleged human smugglers in one border county alone. The Texas Department of Public Safety troopers arrested three alleged human smugglers in Kinney County over the weekend as well. Two of the smugglers were reported to be foreign nationals from Honduras and El Salvador. The Texas DPS spokesman, Lieutenant, posted reports on X, formerly known as Twitter, revealing the arrest of three people on a state felony charges of human trafficking. Two of them were women. That's right. Out this morning on the road with our troopers, and they thwarted back-to-back human smuggling events. We came across an 18-year-old driver from El Salvador who resides in Houston. She was smuggling four illegal immigrants into San Antonio. We also know that they're now using women more than ever before. In one incident, a trooper arrested a Salvadorian woman, also living in Houston. She is alleged to have been smuggling four other illegal immigrants from the border region as well. How much are they making? Listen to this. The human smugglers looking like your next door neighbor, little old ladies. These human smuggling networks allegedly paid her $4,000 to drive the migrants from the border region to San Antonio. Earlier in the day, another DPS trooper stopped another alleged human smuggler, also a Houston resident. The trooper reported the driver was transporting at this this time six illegal immigrants. That second driver from Houston was stopped. They arrested him for human smuggling after the troopers found these six illegal immigrants concealed inside the vehicle. The driver now faces state felony charges for human smuggling. Some of the victims were young. They did not disclose the destination for this load of illegal immigrants, however, or how much the driver was allegedly paid for that load. This, on top of the fact, on December the 4th, another alleged human smuggler led DPS troopers on a wild high-speed chase through Kenny County. 
The troopers eventually arrested a Honduran man for allegedly smuggling two migrants from Mexico. So these are people living in America. Their full-time jobs is making fat cash from the cartels, driving these people into the United States of America interior, and they are getting paid. Who are these people? We have no idea. What crimes have they committed around the world? We also don't know. And are we doing background checks on the ones that we're catching? The answer is no, we are not. This is the reality of the situation that we now are in. This is the reality of what we're, what's happening in this country. And I tell you all this to warn you just how bad things are getting, which brings me back to that Democratic representative from Texas. Listen to the second thing that he had to say on MSNBC. What is to be done if I'm hearing you're right? Because... As Julia said, um, folks are critical of more detentions, more deportations. You're looking at detentions in perpetuity. There's really no end in sight. You have folks that are trekking for days upon days with young children, um, them being turned around um, and deported, mistreated. What is the solution then? Well, just what I said. You got to enforce the law. Look, the, the, the asylum law is very But they're going to keep coming. They're going to keep coming. No, no, no. Let me tell you something. If you if you have repercussions at the border, uh, like we did under President Obama, then the numbers would certainly go down. They won't eliminate them to, uh, you know, to zero, but it will bring them down where it's a lot more manageable. Do it. If you don't have repercussions at the border, if you and I were down there and then we said, hey, look, are they going to we can get to the U.S. border and then they're going to let us in? Of course, we're going to pay the eight thousand dollars to our Coyote uh, to the bad people to come in. But if I had a, if you and I saw that we would probably be held and then deported because we don't qualify, I would think about that and you would think about that. It's simple repercussions that you got to have at the border following what the law is right now. Um, Congressman, your, your fellow Congressional Hispanic Caucus members say it's not right that there's no Latina representation um, in any of, of these talks. And along with that, they think it's setting a dangerous precedent and giving in to Republicans when it comes to immigration um, reform and getting aid for Ukraine. Where do you stand on this? Well, look, I, I, I respect my colleagues. They certainly have a different opinion. But some of us have been talking about this since 2013. You know, you talk to some of us on the border. We think a little differently. Uh, I don't have any sanctuary cities. I don't have any uh, public officials that say, let them in, let them in. We've been dealing with this migrant situation for so many years. Now that New York, now that Chicago, Washington, D.C., Colorado, Massachusetts, and other places are feeling what we felt this is what we've been talking about this i don't call this a republican idea because some of us pushed this idea before some of those republicans were even in office uh we just want to see one thing at the border we want to see law and order we want to don't want to see chaos at the border but at the same time we want to respect the migrants uh rights and their claim to asylum but again the law is very clear persecution by a state by a state based on five things and those uh, most of those folks do not qualify they do not qualify do you think it's important sir to have latino representation in these talks 
Well, you know, uh, Secretary Mallorca is certainly involved uh, in, in the talks. Uh, I have talked to some of the folks uh, about it. Uh, in fact, some of the ideas that they're looking at are ideas that I've talked about it. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, the Senate should have uh, Latinos, but it's not only Latinos that should be involved. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, we want to make sure that the migrant rights, because right now, migrants are not coming only from right. Latin America. They're coming in from 50 plus countries across the world. We have about 30. Well, let me just say, this is a big change. This Democrat going on MSNBC saying this, this Democratic governor in Arizona saying what she's saying. You have to understand now there is a real loss that is happening in the Democratic Party right now as they're abandoning this open border because even Democrats are starting to have enough of it and realizing just how bad it actually is. All right, I want to also give you an update real quick on what's happening with impeachment, also with Hunter Biden uh, and in him refusing to show up in Washington, D.C. for that closed-door deposition. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hunter can make his own choices, is how they described it on CNN. I'm going to play this for you because this happened this morning. Uh, and it was truly shocking as I was watching it doing show prep. And I was like, I just got to go with this. I want you to listen 
Uh, to CNN this morning, the White House spokesman for oversight and investigations, Ian Sams, responding to questions on whether President Joe Biden agreed with his son, Hunter, defying a congressional subpoena. Listen carefully to what the White House said. It was a, a shocking eight-minute back and forth. Spokesman for the White House Special or special the White House Counsel's Office, Ian Sams. Uh, Ian, appreciate you being here this morning. I, I want to start with what uh, House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan said yesterday about the rationale for having the formalized vote, saying, he, quote, thinks it will help us get key individuals in to speak with us in a more timely fashion and get us documents that Mr. Comer has been after for a while. Is that true? No. Uh, these guys have uh, made up and moved the goalposts every step of the way of this investigation. It's all baseless. They've been investigating the president all year long. For example, they've gotten 100,000 pages of documents. They've interviewed witnesses for 40 hours. And guess what? They've come up with not a single shred of evidence of any wrongdoing of any kind by President Biden. Yet they're storming ahead with this impeachment stunt anyway to please their far right base and play politics. And it really cheapens what is a historically grave constitutional remedy of last resort. They're using it almost like a, you know, like a like a political attack ad. And they're going to keep doing this over and over and over again, because every time they float a claim about the president, a claim of wrongdoing, it gets debunked and they get embarrassed. And what's really unfortunate is that the entire Republican conference has now gone along with this stunt instead of taking action on real priorities, on real issues that are facing the country and the world as we head into the end of the year. Yeah. And these Republicans are leaving town for a month without acting. You know, to that point, the, the unanimous Republican vote, I think, would have surprised people three or four year, three or four weeks ago. Uh, one of the reasons or the primary reason that a lot of moderate Republicans or Republicans from Biden one districts, particularly in places like New York, said they needed the tools, right? They needed, this was going to give them the ability to, as uh, Chairman Jordan was saying, have people come in, do more of the investigation, which was in part driven by your own special counsel from the White House Counsel's Office, citing a Trump-era uh, Office of Legal Counsel opinion that said without a formal vote, you could not have the compulsory process that comes with impeachment power. So I guess, did the White House dare them to go down this path? Well, th there's a process you're supposed to follow in congressional oversight, and these guys just haven't followed it. They've blazed right through. We've offered over and over and over again throughout this Congress to meet with them, to talk with them, to hear about any legitimate informational needs that they may have. And time and time again, they've ghosted us. They don't respond to questions that we have for them. They don't reach out to have meetings. So they've just blazed through this process. And there's a reason why. The reason why is that this is a preordained outcome. Don't forget, Marjorie Taylor Greene. By the way, this is like I, I, I was watching this and, and I was laughing because even CNN is like you're making up crap at a level that we can't even like comprehend this idea that you've asked questions. By the way, that's just that's a lie. And they know that that's a lie. Um, the idea that they blaze through the process is a lie. They've actually gone extremely slow through this process. Um, go look at the timeline of how slow they went through the process uh, with this this process, comparing it to the process that they went through with Donald Trump for not one but two impeachments. Um, the idea that they've asked questions and haven't gotten that back, this is the first time the White House has ever said that, ever. And we know that that's not true. 
and we have a and we have Hunter Biden and Joe Biden that have refused to give over information to the point that whistleblowers had to come forward and to expose what was actually happening. So when you when you're listening to this propaganda, even CNN is listening to this and and basically kind of rolling their eyes like are you kidding me? Like it like like you really want us to believe this? Like you actually want us to believe what you're saying right now. There is no way. There there there, there is there's there's no way that this is reality, right? Like it's impossible that you actually believe what you're saying. Yet that is exactly what they are saying. Keep, again, keep listening. It gets even better. Green, who right now is probably the most powerful member of the House Republican Conference, introduced articles of impeachment on day one of Joe Biden's presidency. Before he could even be the president, do anything, they've, they've decided from the moment that he took office that they were going to impeach him. And this is a natural continuation of that process. And now what they've done is wasted millions and millions of taxpayer dollars on a fishing expedition trying to drum up an excuse for it. So let's, and I so want to ask you about the... through this process wrongly. And, and I don't think that that's a fair characterization. Um, and I think that as the facts come out, people will see that. On the point you're making now, the, the question has been what, what underpins uh, the process here? What underpins the allegations here? And Speaker Mike Johnson in a USA Today opinion piece laid out what he said were the accusations that they are currently pursuing. They include from 2014 to 2019, Biden family members. At a fil- By the way, let's just pause here. I want you to understand how much the pendulum has swung here. CNN is actually about to explain to the White House and put it up on the screen what the accusations are against the president of the United States of America. This is the first time that has ever happened. And the fact that Hunter Biden tried to bypass the House rules and not be deposed privately, which Donald Trump's children did, and only do a public hearing shows he's used to, quote, never playing by the rules. Number two, thinking the rules don't apply to him or the Biden family and expecting the rules to be changed for him. And at this point, the real question is, can you blame him for that? Can you actually blame him for thinking, I don't have to abide by the rules. I don't have to play by the rules. I don't have to do what, what's being t- said that I must do, right? I don't have to deal with any of this. I get to do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it. That, that is the, um, that, that, that's the reality of the Biden crime family. When they need the rules changed or a, or a crime covered up, then they just cover it up. That's just like they just say, all right, I will literally cover it up. And they cover it up. 535-9732. 535-9732. I'm going to let you hear in a moment. CNN, lay this out. It is amazing. Okay. Uh, and, and let you hear CNN actually accuse the president of the United States of America for the first time in history of actual crimes that he has committed. You cannot defend the dollars that were going directly into Joe Biden's bank accounts. You can't defend the phone calls. You can't defend the meetings. You can't defend the foreign travel. You can't defend the, the golf outings. You can't defend the, 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 the payments coming from our, the worst, our adversaries, the Chinese and Russia. That's the reason why they're all sitting there in this scenario right now.
Finally, please share this podcast with your family and friends on social media. Hit that follow, subscribe, or auto-download button. As some of the algorithms have changed in many of your apps, you may not realize it, but it may not be auto-downloading anymore. So make sure you check to see if it's working the right way. I'll see you back here tomorrow. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 